What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and thanks for coming back for another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we talk to really cool people in the wedding and event industry and give them a little love and let you have a little bit of insight as to who they are and what they do. So today we're going to get the scoop on Jake Ashley, and he is with the Felix and Fingers Dueling Pianos Group. They're a nationwide company, but they have some branches here in the South, and I can't wait to get into this. So Jake, which is also my name, Jacob. What? This was meant to happen. Written in the stars, one might say. <laughs> Thank you so much for about, having me on. Yeah, this man. Tell, us, tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, you and, uh, and the company. Absolutely. Um, well, I moved to Nashville here. I've been here for just about... Um, year and a half so i'm a i'm a newbie um but came here to kind of help us expand our territory and take over the region um like i said we're we're nationwide and so i've been uh been dueling pianos now for say a few years started up in chicago that's where i moved from um but yeah i've been excited to come down and focus more on weddings and private events all around tennessee and kentucky and I'm happy to be here and to have uh, escaped those very, very cold, harsh winters. So I'm living, living my best life. <laughs> I was going to say, man, those, uh, those winters in Chicago are brutal. I'll never forget the, um, uh, the first time I went to Chicago, I uh, flew up to play a gig at the Jazz Showcase. Um, and oh, nice. it was in the dead of winter. It was like... January, like early January, and I was Ooh. not ready. <laughs> yeah. I was not ready at all because I'd only been to Chicago in the summertime, yeah. and it was so pleasant, so amazing. And oh. uh, I just remember getting um, out of the cab with my guitar to walk mm -hmm. into the club, and I thought my fingers were going to fall off. <laughs> and they very well might have if you hadn't got inside quickly. And that's you can do. You got to live through it to understand it, but. No, we love being here in Tennessee. Um, me and my wife um, love going outdoors, kayaking and camping and all that. So it's a great state to be in. So we're, we're very excited. So are you, you're in Atlanta, right? I am in Atlanta. Yeah. And Nashville okay. is one of my favorite cities for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. Ruin Guitars is a great uh, place for me. Like I always love going there and um, sure. uh, I love Barista Parlor. Um, I always try and find one um, for some coffee. Um, and I think my favorite Fellow bar is the coffee uh, drinker. is the Quiet Crying Wolf or the Lone Wolf. You know that bar? It's in down there in East Asheville. It's so cool. It's such a cool place. Um, I've been to that one. But anyway, like I said, first year, so I'm still have a yeah, lot man. of bars, a lot of restaurants to try. So, so tell me about some yeah. of the hurdles that you've had to face, like in expanding a brand to a brand new market. Like, what sort of um, been um, the company's uh, overall like strategy is to sort of just get out there and make yourself totally. known in this market. Yeah. Um, so I had a little bit of a base established for me before I moved. Uh, our company invests in just a handful of advertising platforms. Um, so Wedding Wire and The Knots are big ones. And then um, Gig Salad and Gig Masters. So we, we invest in advertising there. So um, we had some Nashville marketing going on before, so there was some interest for me to uh, jump on. Mm -hmm. um, but the big strategy of the company is relationships and relationship building. Um, so we really like to um, uh, 
we pride ourselves on the relationships we establish with the people we work with, mainly vendors, planners, and other people in the industry. We have a very unique entertainment option, so we really like to um, uh, to be a very special recommendation that they can make and someone that they enjoy working with. So, um, yeah, the big the big uh, focus coming down here was in developing relationships with some some other vendors and. Uh, was only a month after I moved that COVID hit. So that was, that was the challenge was the, t the tough part about doing most of that over the phone, I would say, but we've, we've made some progress nonetheless. Right. I feel like the, um, the virtual meeting has become so commonplace now that it's probably like, I think yeah. before COVID, we would have all said, Hey, if, uh, you want to hop on a zoom call or hop on a Google hangout or something and like oh, get to know yeah. each other for like a minute and not take it much time out of each other's day. Now I feel like that's not really so much of a hard ask, you know? Nope. Every, yeah. it's crazy. And crazy how everything's adapted. So and zoom hangouts with friends and everything, it's very commonplace now. I feel like it's probably going to stick around. So I feel like so too. And I, I, I actually really have enjoyed embracing this like digital 2.0 age, as I keep calling it. Um, I like that. Like uh, that we're sort of in. I think it's really um, caused wedding vendors to be innovative in how they approach clients um, and some of the things that they even yeah. offer them. And I think it's even going to change the way that um, people like you and I, who are in the entertainment side of the business, um, yeah. continue to uh, produce content for. Um, you know, for prospective new clients, um, potentially even from, you know, just performances that are done for clients. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I really feel like there's a, there's a revolution coming in the way that entertainment is presented in this marketplace. Um, I feel like the silver bullet videos of old um, are um, kind of a thing of the past. And I, uh, I think social media is, um, you know, a really big, uh, obviously a big catalyst of that. Um, but, uh, but tell me a little bit about, um, so you've been there for now a year, just like a, mm -hmm. a year and a month, I guess. Yep. Um, yep. you know, um, how have the, I I'm anxious to, the reason why I really felt so interested, like after we yeah. talked on the, we, for everybody in context, I should, I should give context here. Like definitely, we, uh, we actually met on a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice, was... easy Sunday morning, something like that. And he was just over there shredding. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was, I think it was just me and you at one point. So yeah, at was... one point it, it thinned down and it was just us and we were yeah. just talking back and forth. And then, I, and then yeah. uh, we just started talking about the podcast because I was doing it from the podcast yeah, uh, Instagram page, Southern Wedding Professionals for, for all you listening. Um, and, uh, and then it was just like, we should actually just talk about this on camera um, and talk about what we do. And what I found really interesting about you guys is that you guys are so unique. You're, you know, um, doing- Thank you, Jacob. Yes, yes. indeed. Tell, 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 me, tell me about how um, you guys consciously thought as a company to sort of like start going after the, like specifically the wedding market. Um, For sure. Yeah, how, how so did that in, get there? In case anybody isn't familiar with Dueling Pianos, the piano bar, just really quick, it's it's an all request based show, but it's very energetic and it's all about audience engagement. It's interactive. It's all about getting people, um, you know, playing every request that comes in from Frank Sinatra to Queen to Lizzo. We, you know, do it on the piano and mix in humor, jokes, games, and getting people singing along. 
So, um, you know, all of our guys, a lot of us started various plates. I played on cruise ships before, um, then came back. A lot of guys played in bars and piano bars and clubs. Um, but it's just the past 10 years, it's really blown up start in our Chicago headquarters. It is such a perfect fit for weddings. So, um, and I'll start with my boss building the company that's totally focused on the private event side of things. So weddings, um, and high in corporate events, that's over 90% of, of our performances. So we focus on it somewhat exclusively. Um, and so with the wedding, you get that really, you know, that unique X factor, something that celebrates your guests, um, where they're able to request anything. You, you know, celebrate everybody's differences, get everybody really involved, something that it's a really memorable experience, which is really um, a lot of brides highly value and, and desire that, you know, something that people are gonna talk about, right? Um, so we deliver that, but otherwise, outside of just the uh, the energetic interactive part, we kind of specialize in details and logistics. So we we have we almost act like deputy day of coordinators, working with developing minute by minute itineraries and and making sure everything runs smooth. So just that extra dose of professionalism. So to the guys coming out of the piano bars. So it's it's been a it's been a really wonderful fit. It's been exciting. That's really cool. I, you know, whenever we started talking, I didn't even realize um, that uh, the dueling piano thing had become such a craze in the, uh, in sort of the wedding uh, market, because most of the things that I see are just yep. like bands or they're like DJs, but it makes perfect yep. sense to me because it's, uh, you know, you're talking about two people, maybe with right. a sound engineer. Um, tell us a little bit about the personnel that actually comes to the gig. Is, is there like a sound engineer that comes with the band or is it just the two pianists and they bring in all the sound or how, how does all that work? Sure. Um, we offer different packages so you can add on additional musicians to get closer to a full live band feel. Um, but the most popular one is just the two pianists. Uh, and then they manage all of the sound, you provide all of the equipment. Um, and we, our show format utilizes digital percussion. So we use um, the keyboard, the Yamaha MOFX8 digital percussion sound to kind of complement each other when we're leading songs as we go back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, and that is enough to uh, really help keep it upbeat and dance friendly and focused as necessary. Um, so that's, that's something that elevates us is a little bit different stylistically from what you may see in the bar or the club with just the two pianos. Mm -hmm. um because like i said we want we want to give um the bride and groom kind of like a choice sliding scale almost between whether they want people on the dance floor the whole time or whether they want people in their seats the whole time which has ended up being a really valuable option with socially distant weddings that come up mm -hmm. um because then we're able to do you know two piano sounds is way more friendly for the the joking the sing-along back and forth bits and banter and stuff right. uh so so and then you can do an even mix so that's so the personnel is typically those two performers. So how do you guys go about um, recruiting, you know, people to be a part of your team? Uh, is there is there like an application or interview process that becomes like your, you know, like the baseline for get, letting people into the organization? Sure. Also, like how many um, uh, is it? Is it so? Is it, is it more like a is it like a like a staffing service or is there like some sort of, you know, uh, filter that you kind of run people through? Tell us how that process works. Sure. So um, we have kind of different levels of employees, but all the players we work with um, go through an audition process. 
Um, we actually have our own uh, personal training platform. Um, so, I mean, dueling pianists, you really got to have at least 500 songs memorized. Um, so but a lot of our guys, it's, it's more like a thousand just swimming up in the old noodle there. Um, just because you want to be able to play whatever, whatever you might come across. So, and obviously a lot of improvisation, I'm sure you're probably familiar, um, also being on the music side of things. Uh, but yeah, so it's audition, we have training. So uh, people kind of have to submit videos of um, just the most requested, like most hundred popular requests you're going to get. But um, yeah, they do have to be, uh, you know, that personable energetic talent that has enough of a repertoire to do the gig. Um, but we also need people who are organized, uh, detail-oriented, and professional. So everybody comes from the background of working the bars and the clubs. Um, and then it is somewhat of a unique breed that we have to filter out people who are there for the private events and, and everything that that entails, you know. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah, a longer, it's a longer day than, than just showing up and plugging into the bar, doing all the setup and tear down and making sure that you're very much like obviously with, with weddings, time is, is major. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it is a special type of, like, you just can't pluck a bar pianist and put them, I'm sure. in you know, in a wedding, uh, right. role of doing the dueling piano things, because there's a, there's, it's just a different setting altogether and a different expectation yeah. from the client. And, uh, and all of that. So uh, it's really cool. I'm, I actually find that really cool that you guys have like a filtration process that you, you run people through and you get them ready to be the guy, you know, on the somebody's special day, you know? Yeah. And now something that we were able to um, take advantage of um, the pandemic as it hit, um, our philosophy was that you never, it's an attitude, never let a crisis go to waste. It was just a way to approach it as positively as possible. All these people, all these performers were, you know, at home looking for stuff to do. So we ran um, wedding boot camps for a lot of players nationally to try and bring more people in, where we literally trained up uh, duelers um, in all types of areas, trained them up on the MC requirements, how to host, how to DJ, um, how to, you know, run the itinerary and all these things. So that we actually were able to expand. We brought in more sales reps. That's the other thing is our, our sales guy at every region, um, they're all performers. So everybody's coming up from having like this, um, you know, intimate understanding of the gig and what it requires. And yeah. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I, I can't uh, agree with you more about the, the making the crisis, uh, you know, a chance to really level up because that's what you know, me and a lot of my yeah. friends have done it in their own ways. Um, yeah. You really gave me a chance to sort of take a step back from everything that we were doing and reevaluate everything and, and, and stuff. And to me, that's just in a, having to be able to put pause for like a year yeah. <laughs> or so, um, you know, sort of gave, uh, you know, loosely, I guess I should say, like it, it gives us uh, a chance to really tackle some things that we want to get better at. Um, and I yep. really do think that when we come back out of this, that everybody's going to be on a whole other level. Um, oh yeah, everyone had forced some forced introspection, you know. Yes, <laughs> and and absolutely coming out of it stronger. So so can I? Yeah, can I ask? Um, I, I'd love to take a step back and just like give some give the listeners like some perspective on you and like yeah. you the you the performer, you the person, uh, you the sales rep. Like, 
Can we go all the way back and talk about like how you started, like in just the world of piano and how you've gotten to now? I'd love, I think it'd be really cool if everybody had that perspective of you. Definitely. Um, So I started playing at the age of five. Uh, My grandparents were all musical. My mother uh, or my grandmother was a classical pianist and accompanist. And my grandfather was a high school choir teacher and played like 10 instruments. Um, kind of skipped a generation, but that was my grandma was the one who insisted I start piano at age five. So um, all me and my siblings have taken. I was the one who stuck with it. I always loved practice. And even when I was young, um, I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, so I grew up playing piano in church, which is um, anybody who knows coming like playing music in church. It's an incredible place for familiarizing yourself with improvisation going with the flow reading off of like lead sheets specifically so i find that's a fun um a fun like fact is that i really don't sight read music well uh i'm, I'm so used to just improvising and working off lead sheets now mm-hmm. that still if i'm working with sheet music i still have to sit down with a piece of music but um but yeah no we grew up we moved around a bunch um the my other big thing was i was in theater all through high school so i loved doing uh, musicals and singing and um that road eventually led me to doing stand-up comedy uh which is why i moved to chicago i did a lot of stand-up and improv it's a huge city for that um and yeah that brought that brought me to dueling pianos this is a weird hybrid of all these things i had spent some time in so yeah, that is interesting because you did the cruise ship thing that you mentioned earlier. I did. Um, yeah, that was my first kind of dueling pianos type gig. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, cruise line did you work with? I worked on Holland America. Uh, I was on the Westerdam. So it was a show called Billboard on Board. Tremendous experience. So, yeah. That's, um, that's always something that I kind of like sort of regret, at least not doing once you know? Uh, Um, because I got so many calls in the very beginning of my music career, but I was scared to leave because I didn't want to leave all my contacts that I was building and, Mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I just, uh, I, and then I'd get these calls to go play jazz guitar, like in Malaysia or something at a hotel, you know, and I just, I, you know, uh, China, whatever else. And I just always thought, I was like, man, if I just did that for like a few months, three months, six months, you know, uh, it'd be just, fun to do once but I never did it so whenever I talk to somebody that did a cruise ship thing I'm always like just a little bit jealous because you probably got to see some really amazing places and just got to play your instrument and get better you know yeah it's it certainly is beautiful it's a luxurious lifestyle um obviously having your your room and room living with room service and unlimited food is is not like it's not real life you know that's all there's that (laughs) Uh, there's that aspect but now you see some beautiful places and and for me the huge thing was playing three shows a night six nights a week that's that's what gets you to the level you got to be at so but you know i mean to to just to affirm you it's like i definitely had to leave that in order to wanting to to plant roots and get married and start a family here in tennessee so um yeah, the cruise ship is, it's flashy, it's luxurious, but it, it can be somewhat transient. So um, there's a lot to be said for, for investing in the community and the networks that, that you got going on. Right. So, um, so as you've uh, developed in Nashville um, mm-hmm. and you've really done well, um, tell us a little bit about how your uh, 2021 
in 2022 is starting to shape up, you know, now that hopefully yeah. this COVID word is going away. Um, well, I don't know if it's good. completely, but you get my idea. Right. Yeah, but, but things are certainly looking up and it looks like restrictions are, are on the right path to give us a lot of opportunities in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're, we're I'm booked out pretty solid for 2021. Um, starting to do stuff for 2022. My big thing is we're super portable. Um, so, and I cover a lot of territory. I don't know if I mentioned like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Missouri is what I sell, but I'm, I'm driving all around. So I'd say like half my gigs, um, I'm driving like around three to five hours out, you know, to go cover. So a lot of travel uh, with what I'm doing. So um, what I'm looking for for 2022 is keeping invested in my relationships here in the city so that I can um, minimize those road trips, uh, give myself, um, you know, progressively with each year, a little bit less and less of the, the travel and, and grow something sustainable where I can really be in the middle Tennessee area it would be a great goal for the majority of the year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, th- what do you feel um, like as a professional in this world? Um, what's sort of like, uh, obviously you're out there trying to build relationships and you're driving all over the place um which is yep. super cool uh because i know that feeling um being in the van for like seven hours to go play one place and then turn around and come back that night to get back to play your church gig in the morning uh you know or something insane like that I love like for, it. for atlanta people it's driving to hilton head south carolina which is like five yes. plus hours and then you get on the bus and you go do the gig and then you come back and you're you're basically home at about call time for yeah your Sunday morning job, if you're, you know, inside man musician type stuff, but like, um, but I, but I was really curious, like, is this, does this company have um, like a real solid or idea of like a social media plan that you guys use to sort of get the word out about like what you guys are doing beyond the um, obviously personal reach outs to planners and event spaces and other vendors like within the industry is social media, a, focus at all as yeah. far as like your marketing? You know, we're investing more and more in it. Fun fact about that is that my wife actually just took over as the social media manager for, um, so she has a background. So that she is killing it. Um, so this is, she's take on, taking on this year and um, we're looking into a lot more ways to be engaging. I think we've, we've blown up, but a thing that was lacking was our actual like, um, interaction and engagement numbers uh, with our with our contacts. So she's uh, done an incredible job increasing that. And then we're kind of brainstorming new fun ways. We just had our first live stream show, a dueling show just for our friends and partners. And we have virtual shows now that we do for corporate clients. And we are um, building a studio and maybe we'll be able to host that for our Dream 50 clients. But um, yeah, no, she's, she's doing a lot of brainstorming for ways to increase our presence and engagement. So it's kind of fun. It's really cool that she's, she's uh, jumped on to help our company this year. So now our household is all Felix and fingers all day. <laughs> it's beautiful. How do you balance, like now that your wife is involved, I mean, uh, how, how do you guys balance like work and home life? You know, it's like when, when to talk about Freddie and the fingers or, you know, or. Oh you know, yeah and then you know uh how to talk about work and then how to be mm-hmm. you know uh a husband and wife like how 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 is that dynamic oh yeah well 
I'd say we're definitely more blessed just by the flexibility of the schedules. So we have a lot to work with, but you definitely need boundaries. So we, we time block when we're going to be um, doing work and, and we set aside times to be going out getting into nature and having conversations that's not work related. So mm-hmm. that's definitely very important, but, but now we we're just thankful for the flexibility. So right. we're able to, to hang out, go on a lot more adventures, get a lot more done. Right. And so how, uh, tell us about the, uh, the Nashville, um, uh, you know, basically like, uh, the community of, uh, or staff that's there with you guys in, in Nashville, like the other players, like how many people are you yeah. guys at now? I have six players that I use, um, at this point, we are currently in a phase where we have two, have a, kind of up to two uh, events on the same day. Um, so I kind of, I'm, I'm part of the primary team. So I, I'm usually working most events, but we, we try to give our clients maximum choice and influence. So they actually get to pick their players. Everyone on our team has their own personal edited album of videos to kind of give a sense of their style and their strengths. So then whenever we bring on a new wedding client, we can send them kind of, I send them the six videos for our Nashville guys and they're able to look through, see who they're most excited about. And then they can kind of choose who they want to be their duelers. So um, yeah, I got six people from all different backgrounds, gigging musicians, guys who played down on Broadway, people who came from cruise ships. Um, and yeah, but they're all just a ton of fun and, and I'm excited that I get to work with with all of them in the next few months. So it's going to be so, great getting back at it. If you have six different pianists that they can choose from mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they, they call them, Hey, I'll take number three and number five, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever those people are. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I would assume then, you know, from a client's perspective, they're, they're getting to choose who they want, but from the interpersonal side of, or like the, behind the curtain kind of thing, as far as like number three and number five working together and being um, cohesive in a night. Um, like, is there, um, do you rely on much of the training to basically carry that through? Or is there like specific rehearsals that happen to make sure that like everything is kind of like, you know, uh, put together? How, how does yeah. that work? You would be shocked how, how there really is no rehearsal. Uh, it is, but it is a part of the vetting and filtering process. So the dueling art form, you know, is somewhat old and, and or it's been around for decades now. Um, and everybody is very much able to kind of work with everybody else. There's, there's a lot of um, this, there's a lot of uh, routines and, and bits that everyone is kind of required to know as a baseline. Um, and then we have, forms of improvisation everybody has to be familiar with um, and everybody kind of understands how to interact and go back and forth so um, that being said it's any six I can pair with any six because they're all used to playing together and it is really not uncommon for um, for this breed of performers show up with somebody they've never worked with before and put on a great show and whenever I do, I love to be like, it's our first time working together and people's minds are blown because we know the harmonies, we know the jokes, we know, we know how to play off each other. We know the routines. Um, so yeah, we, we only yeah, work I'm with sure people. The dialogue, you know, before the show, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to yeah. sing this low harmony. You sing the high one, you know, like all that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. Yeah. Something, but I would say there's a little bit of planning. I'd say to the extent when we get before the show, the big thing would be 
um, talking about maybe what our starting songs were, um, kind of how we want to open the set list mm -hmm. and then otherwise passing songs back and forth. But I will say that improvisation in, is just so fundamental to this, the style um, that we, the harmonies are often very much spontaneous. I mean, I mean, just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of exploration, but this kind of what we do, you know, it's our little, it's our little magic trick. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> That's what I love. Cause I love, I, I was, so I was, a you know, impatient growing up with piano and sitting with sheet music. I always loved just the playing by ear aspect of it. And so this job where I get to play like a thousand different songs on any given gig is it's just perfect for my short attention span. <laughs> seeing how how weird songs i can mash up together and no it's a good right. time and so and so for the person who's never really experienced uh a dueling pianos which by the way if, if you never have what are you doing got to that? yeah you uh, got to get out there what are you doing uh we'll, after this is over with we're going to get you out into the real world and let you see one because they are very fun um yes the, um when you uh to explain that to a client that's never um that's maybe thinking about doing it. Obviously, if they 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 know what a dueling piano is, that's the reason why they're calling. Yeah. They already know what they're getting. Um, but maybe for somebody who doesn't understand, um, you know, maybe could you explain a little bit more about this improvisational aspect of the show, just so that they have a baseline for understanding as well? Sure, absolutely. Um, so it's all about the engagement interaction with the crowd. So it's all about reading the room. It's about seeing how people are responding. I say it's important that I have this background in stand-up comedy and improvisation. I'd say the most duelers need some type of that bone in their body because of that, the people aspect of it, right? Um, so it's about play and requests. You got to have a musical level to be able to play something you've never played before, just with your understanding of, of music theory. Mm -hmm. um, so but yeah, doing that and then just feeling the moment, knowing what works. Um, a big thing is we love doing wordplay and, and switching up lyrics randomly to highlight specific people in the crowd or, or doing all the yeah, and unexpectedly turning from one song to another. So um, I'd say the biggest thing, the set list is not set. It really is the songs that come in. Um, we exercise our judgment to organize them in, in the way that keeps momentum up. Um, but when we sit down to the piano, we don't know what we're going to play for the next two hours. Um, so that is where in that is really key, um, that improvisational aspect. So, right. yeah, that, that's really cool. Uh, I mean, I, as a, someone who loves improvisation, uh, in mm -hmm. other forms of music, um, I think it's really cool that improvisation and entertainment can merge in this kind of way in this particular setting, because as you know, you know, most, oh, yeah. most of the other forms of entertainment uh, allows for like next to zero uh, uh, yeah. amount of uh, improvisation. And that's sort of like one of the biggest things about your show that makes it so different from choosing a full band or a DJ. Definitely. And anytime I'm trying to get um, more, a higher proportion of people to add on the, the electric guitar and some of these extra musicians, because um, it's always so much fun these guys always leap at the chance whenever like a guitarist, like you, we got to get you on sometime. I don't know, but just showing up for the gig and, and, and being like, Hey, what's the salt? What's the set list? And it's like, nah, man, there's no set list. Just come up, show up and hang and have a good time. And, and yeah, no musicians love that opportunity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. especially good. when you're choosing musicians who are, you know, that have a really great ear and that can also can play their instruments very proficiently. So 
when a song starts, it's like their ear basically tells them. I know it sounds like magic uh, of what we're speaking right. of here uh, to the people who don't play music, but that's really what improvisation really is. It's like you just sit down and you just start playing. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a skill uh, to develop. Of the framework sure. of this, yeah. I'm sure adding these. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that's years of work that they're just mm -hmm. pulling out and you know and being able to pull out in the moment. Um, yeah. You know, for you know for you the wedding client. So. Um, pretty interesting take on how to, uh, you know, how to entertain a wedding, man. That's the reason why I had to have you here today, because I thought it was so different than, you know, basically everybody else that we've interviewed. Um, yeah, we try. We feel like we're a third, a third ground option between the DJ and the live band, you know, where we kind of wear all those different hats. And yeah, it's the, the interactive live music. But then we're we're also, you know, being MC and host and. Uh, and really doing the whole itinerary, introing speeches, send off ceremony music. Sure. And then after the interactive show, we also always go straight into a DJ dance party. So we keep taking requests and, and keep playing stuff. Uh, so we really try and fill up every minute of time. Mm -hmm. So that's where we feel like we're kind of a unique option. That's really cool. Tell me a little bit about um, the other markets that you guys are in beyond just Nashville for everybody who's listening. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can recite all our hub cities. Chicago is our headquarters. That's where our small nucleus of uh, performers started um, 10-ish, 10, 10, maybe 15 years ago. Um, we have uh, Orlando in Florida as one of our uh, other hubs. Um, this past year, we've added on Southern California and uh, Portland, the Pacific Northwest. And let's see, we've got hub cities, Texas. We just got a guy with about a year being based out of Dallas. And yeah, all the Midwestern states were, were pretty well established in Michigan and Wisconsin, Indiana, um, Iowa is, is where we, we've been around the longest and expanded the longest. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are the main regions. We're trying to get, a, we're, we're working with people to hopefully be live in Kansas City to have a specific person for Kansas City soon. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. That's pretty amazing, man. I mean, the guy who started this is, um, or the, the core group that started this, I mean, they, they've done a lot of great work. Um, so it's, they're very dedicated, they're very persistent. So I'm, I'm lucky to have uh, fallen in with this group of guys because <laughs> they, they make stuff happen. Well, before I let you go, I always ask a bunch of questions about the person that I'm interviewing that is personal oh, to you, that is all PG-13 because we are a family show. Um, okay. but, um, but I just like to know a little bit about you um, and sort of uh, uh, so that when people are reaching out to you, they already feel like they kind of know you. You know what I mean? I love um, that. I'm, I'm game. So, let's, uh, so, so I'm going to shoot off some questions here and you give it to me. So um, are you a coffee person or are you a tea person? Absolutely coffee. I'm actually a coffee master. And I a mean, that I, work, I worked at Starbucks for 10 years when I was a starving artist, comedian, musician. And I, uh, I got my coffee master certification. They gave me the black apron, which is like the black belt in the coffee world. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I drink coffee every morning. Now you I've gotten considerably less snobbish with time though. I'm and weirdly, like I love coffee. Working for Starbucks, I did that. But the way that the like 
independent coffee shops and like the fine artisan coffee take like i'm i'm not there's so much that i don't know so yeah. i'm i'm fine with a brew cup of coffee in a diner so i would still put that in your signature like you know i need to you know, yeah. felix fingers coffee master like certified you, coffee master yeah, yeah you should totally have that in your signature just for fun yeah, I'll play you a tune and I will describe the body based on the region the coffee beans grow. I got you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, so uh, do you, uh, are you a sports guy? Do you get into any kind of sports or anything like that? Massively. Man, you're just teaming all the questions. I'm a huge baseball nerd. I'm currently studying up for fantasy baseball seasons underfoot. I'm, I love stats. Um, and yeah, San Francisco is where I was born. So I'm a diehard San Francisco Giants fan. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, it's also San Francisco 49ers as well. And newly into hockey because Nashville Predators are a big deal. So I do love going to some Predators games, but baseball yeah. is a special place in my heart. Baseball is my favorite sport by far. And I really wish that Will Smith would live up to his potential of the oh. money we paid him. <laughs> Dude. As a I mean, fan, you know, relievers. That's the thing, though. That's it's tough to buy to buy relief. It's, it's a I, I, sticky I strategy. Kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like he was uh, thrown off his game last year with like having a shortened, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a shortened like spring training, and like he just never came around to really being good um, yeah. or reliable last year. Um, yeah. There's been some spurts in the spring where he's been good. Um, that I've, I've read on the stat sheet because I also do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, but like, I feel game. like he's, um, I've, he has to be good this year for Braves because, like, if not, we're, our bullpen <sighs> is, is screwed because we lost a few different people out of our bullpen this Man. last year, which was our I was, the biggest strength of all last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, your offense is unreal. But um, I was hardcore Braves fan last year during the championship, you know, that, I oh so close. Yeah, I so know, close. man. Well, nobody Jeez, likes the Dodgers. Dodgers. Nobody I, with a soul likes the Dodgers anyway. Good Sorry. man, good man for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you the, can't root for any team that buys everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, they're the new Yankees for sure. So yeah, well, you know, what what are you gonna do? Um, so is there any like um, what are some of the hobbies that you uh, that you really enjoy doing that are outside of music and the business and everything that you do? Like, what's some of the things that make you happy? Oh, that's wonderful. Um, my wife, like I said, I'm newlywed. We're, we're coming on, um, so a little over a year. She's given me more outdoors and adventurous. So we've done a lot of camping, kayaking, which has been really cool. We're going to Costa Rica soon. Um, super, which I have, she's, she's way more internationally savvy than I am. So I'm super excited. Never been to a rainforest. Um, I'm much more of a nerd, you know, just like this music, obviously musician numbers, baseball guy. So I love strategy games. So I'm love playing chess and then some weird, really complicated ones. Like if you're familiar with Settlers of Catan, that's kind of like the launching off point for this whole underworld of games that it just like takes a day to read their rules and i, I love doing that <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. i i love games but i i don't dive into them um and i'll tell you why because yeah. i i go down the hole and then then yeah. it's like work's not getting done you know like oh, yeah. I, down, I downloaded this stupid game for my phone because a drummer friend of mine uh we were in between uh services at this church that i play it on sundays um from time to time and 
they uh and he was playing some game on his phone i was like what are you playing it was his golf game and i love golf okay, like, I'm, okay. Like, yeah probably the best sport i i play naturally as a human being nice. um and, so I, and i was like well that game looks really cool and so it was free so i downloaded it and dude it was like it was like i went on a binge for a week and like work was like getting done but like not at my usual rate and i was like whoa 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 I, I got to back up off of this. And like, so I like deleted the, the game, you know, I was like, for I you look at yeah. that self-control. I was like, I can't do this. Oh, no. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. They make them, they make them too good. It, it certainly is a risk. You got to download at your own risk. <laughs> I always, I always say that's probably the reason why I never went down the hard drugs chain or, you know, or the, the channel sure. of drugs, you know, because like I, I, I saw from a distance, I was like, nah, man, if I like any of that, like I'm totally screwed. Like, my <laughs> life would be totally ruined. Um, nice. Nice so I, did, I have a, uh, I, when I get really into something, I go really deep. So anyway. Um, it sounds like you're, you know, if you're, you're busy enough wearing as much ass, you just look at stuff like that and you're like, who has the time? So right. I mean, and, and then I look at myself and I'm like, all these other things are literally going to fall by the wayside if I yep if I start even giving any amount of time to this, because I will like it way too much. Totally. Um, I cut video games off for me, like back when I was in sixth or seventh grade. I was yeah, like, I'm, same. I'm thankful. I never, never got into like video game culture. Um, like the, the first person shooters and all those. Cause I know how crazy addictive those are. I only played um, sports video games. So Madden and the show, which right. were enough of a vice. So, but yeah. Um, give us, uh, give us your favorite eat in Nashville. I know you've been limited by coronavirus, but like, is there a place sure. that you like really, really dig? Um, yeah, well, the first one is Hattie B's is just classic and it's probably fairly, fairly basic. I don't know if you're, it's, it is a tourist attraction. Right. Um, but I, I do absolutely love the hot chicken so especially if you're visiting nashville that's what i usually take people to um but yeah otherwise um rhodesia is one of the favorite restaurants we got to go to for my birthdays last year is um brazilian steakhouse this is just that is it's tough to beat in terms of genre but they they were really nice one downtown and, and it's just nothing like the the never-ending courses of meat and appetizers it's, it's another world <laughs> oh man well um before i let you go one last question um always ask it to everybody if you had any advice for anybody that's a vendor um in this world of uh weddings and events and stuff that we do maybe they're young in their ways maybe they're trying to get their stuff together and really kind of move their you know uh their business forward um you're obviously doing that for this business could you give any one, just one piece of advice that you would give anybody um, uh, about their business in this business? Sure. Um, and I am new. So, so take my, I'm sure my wisdom is, uh, you know, beginner's wisdom, but in terms of the actual wedding scene, but um, don't just, don't underestimate the power of networking um, and, and really research your areas networking groups because stuff like this, I mean, this podcast gets to be on, um, it's, it's a way more positive and friendly culture. A lot of these vendors are out together. We all want to work together. We all, you know, want to interact. Um, so, and, and these, these groups look up the ones that are in your area. I, I, Leah, um, and, uh, 
or is one that's big in my area. I'm going to go to happy hour after this actually. And it's great to have face-to-face -face time. Um, and I'd say that so probably one of the most valuable thing for your business is going to be referrals. So um, if you have an opportunity to get to know people for the sake of building an actual relationship, um, then that's probably going to carry you the most forward. If you can be someone, obviously I do feel like first step is making sure that you have a quality product to offer, of course. Um, but if you feel really confident about the quality of your products, then yeah, I'd say it's about investing those relationships and um, yeah, those referrals and being someone who's really exciting and a pleasure to work with is going to be what moves you forward. I love it. I think that's great. Well, Jake, thanks for being here um, on the podcast. Uh, yeah, his yeah, name thank is Jake. You. Uh, his name is Jacob. Do you ever go by, do you go by Jacob or is it? Are you I go by both. Some people call me one or the other, you know, like uh, dad, you know, uh, uh, you know, dad, parents, family call me full name. A lot of friends sure. call me Jake. So yeah. I just, I've gotten used to both, you know. Right on. I love it. Yeah. Well, this guy, you got to check out this guy's company. Give us the uh, website address www.felixandfingers.com. Cool. Check them out. All kinds of really cool videos, all, all sorts of really cool images. And uh, you might be surprised what a dueling piano might do for your wedding. So uh, for, uh, you know, for this episode, that's it. My name is Jacob Deaton. Thanks so much for coming to another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals. See you later. Mm -hmm.